Welcome to Evangelism on Fire. My name is Mark Thomas, a pastor, a teacher of the best-selling book of all time, your host, and most importantly, your evangelism coach. And each week, we bring you an on-fire message to empower you to live the most exciting life God has created you to live by actively sharing your faith in Jesus with others. I'm so thankful for our time together today. It's an honor spending time with you, Evangelism on Fire Nation. This will truly inspire you, and I believe it will inspire so many people that you know. So if you're enjoying this, make sure to share this link with a friend who needs to hear it. Just copy and paste the link on your podcast app you're listening to. And a quick reminder, click the subscribe button over on Apple Podcast right now to be notified on the Evangelism on Fire in the future. And leave us a rating and review as well if you enjoy this episode. Evangelism on Fire Nation, I want to welcome you to our special podcast episode, episode 62, with the one and only Jerry Howard. I'm coming to you from our Evangelism on Fire studios, and Jerry is coming to you from his E4 leadership and coaching studios. Jerry Howard, my good friend, Jerry, man, I just want to thank you uh, for taking the time from your busy schedule to be with us on Evangelism on Fire podcast for our episode today, man. How are you doing? I'm excellent. And I just want to say that it is absolutely my pleasure to come on board your podcast. You've got an excellent platform going here and it is it's a blessing to me thank you oh well you're welcome and thank you so much for your kind words and now i know you jerry but i want our audience our evangelism on fire nation i want them to get to know more about you so would you do a a quick introduction for us absolutely and uh thanks for saying that I like to start off with the glittering image, but I want y'all to know not to be fooled by the pretty face. So uh, evangelism on fire nation. I'm Jerry Howard. I'm a Christian. Me, my wife and four kids are all baptized as well, but so are my mom and my brother. In fact, Uh, let's see. I also have a master's degree in business. I own a few small construction companies. And what I love to do is I teach leadership to other business owners and executives under my business umbrella called E4 Leadership and Business Coaching. Oh, and I'm also a Marine veteran too. But like I said, don't let the pretty face and the glittering resume fool you. I got quite a long list of a failure resume. And in the not too distant past, I used to make a habit out of visiting local jails all across America. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I'm excited to say this, but a little over 10 years ago, and we all know that it's not a very long period of time. I was actually at a business conference And a rich young couple, millionaires, in fact, who were barely in their mid-30s, they were named Matt and Elena Grotewald. They shared the boom with me. And that's the good news of Jesus Christ. And I never look back. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I like how you laid that down, Jerry. They shared the boom with you. And I think most of our, our audience of Evangelism on Fire podcast, they know that the boom is the gospel of Jesus Christ. But if there's someone listening right now, 
and you don't know what the boom is, Jerry, give us a little more of a breakdown of what the boom is that you're speaking about. The boom is that moment, that moment when you say yes to making Jesus your Lord and Savior. So Jesus is going to save you. That's cool. But when you make him your Lord, that's when your life transforms. That's when it takes off. And I'm excited to talk to you more about that as well. That is so good. That is so good. Thanks for breaking that down for us. So how long, Jerry, have you been a Christian? You just mentioned that, but go into a little more detail about the length of time you've been a Christian. Yeah, I've been a Christian since January 24th, 2010. I'll never forget that day. Uh, I was actually baptized a few months later. So to answer your question specifically, almost 12 years. Um, And I'll tell you a little bit more about that day too, because I was actually at a business conference, like I said, and they had a Sunday service the next day. You know, so you're Saturday, you're learning about how to make money and wealth and that kind of thing. And then they're like a Sunday. I'm like a Sunday service. (laughs) All right. Well, the millionaire's talking, so I'm going to show up. Right. So I went and I'm telling you, they got into their message. They started talking about the gifts. They started talking about the blessing. They started talking about healing supernaturally. I mean, and this is business people like they're not pastors and, and, you know, evangelists and all the, you know, all the stuff you see on TV. These are people that own companies and have kids and do real things, you know, not to say evangelism isn't real, but you know what I'm saying? Like they're in life. Yeah. And I was just moved. My heart was racing. Um, and all I knew, here's what I knew. I knew that he had, Matt had what I wanted. And that was the conviction in his eyes and his spirit and his soul and every ounce of, of words that came out of his mouth. He knew that he was on God's team. And then he was protected. He was blessed. Yes. That is, I wanted that. You want, so you wanted that. You saw what he had. And in that moment, you thought to yourself, whatever he's got, I want. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And he made the invitation. He said, if you want, and I did. So I, I rate when he did the altar call and just, he just asked people to come up to the stage and say the prayer of faith. He shared the boom right there in the business conference. Wow. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. So what was your life like before you made that decision the day of that conference to accept the boom? <laughs> That's a great question. And, and I'll, I'll do my best to summarize. I'm going to list out. My, my quickly, my failure resume here. Yeah. Bring it and, on, brother. Bring it on. That's right. And here's the thing. Most, I remember being ashamed of this, even after being a Christian, but I'm excited to tell you that before Jesus took over my life, before I made him Lord, I used to drink to excess, fighting all the time with family, wife. I mean, just everybody, right? Always a battle. I used to do drugs, sell drugs, lie, cheat, and of course, I was in jail regularly. Right. And, and here's the thing. I actually was a dad mm. and going to jail. Right. Like, talk about living in darkness. So that's what my life was like to summarize. Yeah. So you, you said you, do, you did the jail tour all around the country. What? Oh, yeah. What was that like? Yeah. I mean, and you mentioned something about the failure resume. So tell us the failure resume and tie that into your tour of jail across the country, man. Oh, yeah. So as you know, we all have this glittering image of life that we want people to see. We put it on Facebook. 
you know, that's our glittering image. But we also have a failure resume that we're hiding. But your failure resume is exactly the thing that God is going to use to reach people that have similar experiences or similar failures. And your failure resume might be stuff that you didn't even do on purpose. I, I was full of things that I made poor choices on. So my failure resume was largely self-imposed, mm. but God's going to use that to, to bless others. And so when I, when I talk about visiting jails all across America, I'm talking about in Rico County, Virginia, Chesterfield County, Virginia, Blacksburg, Virginia, Roanoke, Virginia. Oh, let's go to the West coast. So now we got 29 Palms, California. We've got Yucca Valley, California. We got Yosemite, California. And then back to Chesterfield and Henrico. And I, and I finished my jail tours in Chesterfield. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was headed on a path of destruction. Prison or death was the next step for me. Wow. Wow. And you know, as you're sharing that with us, and thank you for your complete honesty and your transparency. I love that. And the scripture that came to my mind as you were sharing that is Romans 8.28. And we know all things work together for those who are in the body of Christ to those who are called according to his purpose. So to me, it seems like God has used your failure resume to reach other people for him. And that's Absolutely. powerful. That's powerful. Absolutely. And it's his purpose because we're all born into darkness. And a lot of people might be like, why, why would God allow us to continue to be born in darkness? It's because it is a fallen world. But because God is perfect, he allows that fallen world to become the very thing that brings all his children back into his house. And yeah. your failure resume is exactly your part in that. So if you've got a bunch of stuff in your past that you're ashamed of, give your life to Jesus and say, Jesus, hey, why don't you do something with this? Help me and share the boom." And see what God does with that failure resume. That is so good. And you're right, Jerry. The boom, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the one and only thing that can transform the human heart. So you're, you're right on point, my brother. Um, I just love how you just shared that and broke that down. The truth of how powerful the boom is, how powerful the gospel is. So. How did your life change after you became a Christian? Well, to summarize, you know what? I'll, I'll give you some details too, because I have a theory about this. God is surgical, right? I had a, a friend who is not a Christian. I'm, I'm working on him. You know, I'm being gentle. I don't want to, you know, impose, but at the same time, I mean, like he's even got a Jewish background. Like, so he knows the old Testament. He just doesn't practice his faith. So he likes to kind of test me in not only my Old Testament knowledge, but also New Testament. And so what I found in my dialogue with him is that he believes that God is not surgical, that God does only big things like create universes. And then he but that's not the case. God is surgical. And here's a metaphor for you. God performs heart surgery. And the first thing that surgery requires is you to submit to that surgeon. You got to lay out on a table, sometimes in a, in, a, in a hospital gown, and let God literally cut into you, right? 
So he's going to cut through that failure resume. He's going to cut through all those barriers and walls that you have built up because of those things that you're ashamed of. It could be things that you did. It could be things that were done to you. But God can cut through all that. But what you got to do is you got to lay down on the operating table and say, have at it. Whatever happens, I'm yours, Lord. When you do that, God begins to surgically alter your heart at the spirit level. Nothing can 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 cut to the spirit level. But God, nothing. There's nothing you can do. Only he can do it. So you have to submit. And once he cuts open. Here's the other piece that a lot of people get jacked up on. Once he cuts open all that toxicity that was in your heart begins to pour out. So there may be times where you feel like things have gotten worse as a Christian, but it's not. God's cleansing you. And here's what you do. You take the word of God. You take the literal word of God, the Bible, and you just read it. What I love about the word of God is it was first the word of God. It was spoken. Then it became written down, especially throughout the, 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 the Jewish community before Jesus. And then throughout Jesus's life and then post Jesus's life, they started writing it down. But here's why God is such, has such great foresight. He knew that in 2021, we were going to be looking at our phones and reading text messages. And that's about the attention span that we have. Mm. But God's already got you covered because if your attention span is used to text messages, then the Bible is perfect for you. Because 1,100 years ago or so, give or take a thousand years, somebody was inspired by God to number all the words of God's Bible. Yeah. But now you've got chapter and verse in text message form. So here's all you got to do. That big hole that that God's opened up, got all that toxicity out. The way you make Jesus your Lord and change your life is you let the word change you. So just read one text message a day. One text message a day. Let's say it was, you know, Isaiah 43, one, right? So do not be afraid for I have ransomed you. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. Just chew on that all day long. Don't read anything else. Just the one text message from God a day. That's all you got to do. And let God transform you. And that's what will happen. So that's what happened to me. I started reading the word. Just a text message at a time. And I became a new person from the inside out. Because that big hole full of toxicity that God cleaned out then began to be filled with his word and his thoughts and his feelings. And then the true transformation began. So after I made the decision to make Jesus my savior and Lord, I chased him by reading the one text message a day. I let him transform me into someone worth following. And now I'm a leader of leaders. I mean, I I coach executives. I mean, these are people in a whole nother stratosphere of life than I am. Yeah. But they need a coach. They need someone to bring that light. And your failure resume is exactly how you're going to bring the light to the world after you let God perform open heart surgery. That is so powerful what you just said. And I'm just going to say this. One of the things that I, there's many things I love about you, Jerry, but one of the things I love about you is, and I'm just going to be completely blunt. Okay. You are in the word more than the majority of the pastors that I do life with and work with. Okay. And that I do ministry with all of all the pastors that I know they're in the word, right. But they're not in the word 
as much and frequently as you are. And you have a love for God's word. And as you were just sharing that with us, this is the power of uh, the word. And this is a scripture that came to my mind in Romans 12, two, and it transformed my life when I first became a Christian. Mm. Don't copy the behavior or customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. And what you were just saying, Jerry, is you cannot know God's will unless you're in God's word. That's right. Come on. That's you right. got you got me fired up, man. I don't know if you can tell, but you got me fired up, brother. Hey, this is evangelism on fire, man. We're we're, <laughs> we're sharing the boom. You got to be fired up. You can't be listening to this and not get fired up. Oh, come on now. Now you're talking. So here's the question I want to ask you. And I'm so excited to ask you this question. I've never asked you this question before until now. What's one thing about your testimony you never shared with anyone? Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. And you know, I, I think about that and I thought about that a while there. Not everyone has heard all of my testimony, but I think all of my testimony has been heard by at least someone. So what I thought I would do with that question was share something that I think is really understated in the Christian community. It's really it's understated in life because there are laws in the universe. That if you just operate it's it's kind of like following the laws of traffic. If you in America, if you drive on the right hand side of the road, you're probably going to avoid a, an accident, right? <laughs> right. And so there's some laws about things, and I feel like a lot of people, especially in America, get hung up on money. Mm. And so one of the things that I really think that people need to know is is how to honor God's provision, right? So so sharing the boom is what you need to do, but you can attract people to you. By being that light. And I think sometimes because of all the, the glittering images we see everywhere that people get caught up on money and there's a way to manage your money that saved or unsaved can actually bring blessing. But when you do it as a saved person, now you become the light and you give you get more and more opportunities to share the boom in larger ways, just like that rich couple so many years ago for me. Um, so shortly after I got saved. I was actually unemployed. And that's what I was referring to earlier about seems like things got worse. Seems like I was more toxic, but I was being cleaned out. And, but you know, like I said, God was working on me. I needed money. And my wife and I learned about God's commerce system. Mm. That's different than the world's commerce system. The world's commerce system is I take, I get. In God's commerce system, you give first then he returns a 30, 60, or a hundred fold. Come on now. And, and here's the message I like. This is the metaphor that's going to really sink in, I think, with most people. It's like planting a seed. If you plant an apple seed, believing in your heart that it will grow, then you're going to water it, right? You believe that it's going to grow, so you put some water on it because you want it to grow. And then it does. And then it produces a tree. Now that tree literally produces a harvest on an annual basis and feeds you year after year after year. And all you have to do is continue to show gratitude. You tithe your money. So you give your money to the, to the gospel, right? Whether that's evangelism on fire, 
whether that's your local church, whether it's the homeless guy, cheerfully give your money, your resources, your time and your talent. Because your tithe, the giving becomes the seed and then pray. That becomes the water and you just continue to pray. And so a good quick story about me in 2010, we started giving 10% of our gross income. Now, it wasn't much back then. So 10% wasn't a lot. But again, remember how small an apple seed is. And remember how big an apple tree gets and how many apples fall off that thing every year. But it was gross tithe, right? So let's say you make 50 grand a year. Well, you'd want to tithe 5,000 a year. That's a lot of money. I mean, like 5,000, wow, right? If you make 30, 3,000 a year, right? Think about it on gross, your total income whether it's money, whatever it is, right? Now, we live in a great country. And despite what everybody says, whether you're on this side or that side of politics or whatever, this is still a great country. One of the ways you can see that is because when you give money to charity, you can actually write it off as not income. So now you don't even have to pay taxes on it, right? So this is a business guy talking to you here, right? So you give your money, you get to write it off, but it's still hard in the beginning. Well, for us, we were giving our money. And as soon as we started giving our money, our expenses went up. Now, meanwhile, I'm still looking for a job. So our expenses are going up again. Like I told you in the beginning, it seemed like it was getting worse. Then we got pregnant with our third child, which is certainly a blessing. She's, she's still a blessing today. Of course, it's been over 10 years, but a baby is an expensive blessing. <laughs> so you would think that we could be freaking out. We're not right. freaking out here, you know? Then towards the end of the year, I got, I, and again, I'm, I'm looking for a job, right? So I applied to like 150 so random jobs, government jobs, all kinds of jobs, you know, the Marine veteran, that kind of thing. But long story short, I got a call from one of the 150 or so random jobs. And I interviewed, went through the interview. I, I didn't do anything but show up and just, just kind of let God do his thing. I mean, this was only a year and a half, two years after I got saved. So I was still pretty new, but listen to this. I got the job yeah, and the salary was $10,000 more per, per year than I had ever made. As did you say, did you say 10,000 more than you've ever made? Yes. As a trainee, I was making 10 grand more per year than I'd ever made before. And I had done some other jobs before. So my point is, is that I was under the blessing. I was being blessed. And again, yeah. it took a while, but from 2010 to 2012, we just kept planting seeds and praying. Yeah. And I remember I was on the phone with the hiring manager and I played it cool. I, I was like, you know, let me take the evening to discuss with my wife, you know, we'll pray. Uh, but I was about to burst, man. <laughs> I, I, I called my wife up like, Hey, you know how we wanted this amount? And we were like, it would really be nice to have this amount. Well, then the, this night, the, the nice amount to have was less, was 20 grand less than what I actually got. What? Like, 20 grand like less? Said, yes. That's what I'm telling you. Like God shows up and yeah. he doesn't play. Come on. And evangelism on fire. Just, just, just so I would know that it was God. God perfectly timed that job with the birth of our third child which was exactly two years after my salvation and baptism. And remember that trainee salary I mentioned, listen to this was exact. The trainee salary was 10,000 more per year than I ever made. But here's the point. 
It was 10 times the amount we had given the previous year. God wanted me to see that. He's like, yeah, you gave X amount. I'm giving you 10 X amount. That's the 10 X return. That was just the beginning. All right. So we began, we planted more seeds. We prayed and we kept thanking God for what he promised he would do, even though we didn't see it yet. All right. And that's the key. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you're not always going to see what God's doing, but you got to know that he's doing something. Get this. The story gets better. I'm telling you guys. Look, then after my training was over, I continued to get more raises and even better jobs. I kept getting recruited to other places. And in less than five years, God had literally doubled my income. From the moment that I got in that job yeah. to, the, to, the, to the five years later. Yeah. Five years. He doubled my income. And then my wife's had gone up by like 30 percent. So we're like, you know, we're in a, in a whole different realm of 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 lifestyle here. And in less than three years from the time I got saved to the time I was um, speaking of here, he had me mentoring other executives. I'm only like 33. Right. And I'm mentoring and coaching people that have been in business and been in their roles as directors for 20 years or more. And they revered the fact that I had two things going on. I had fortitude in my decision making. Yeah. Why? Because I knew I was backed by God and oh, I had on. discernment for what was right and wrong in the workplace. And that is the gray area that God doesn't want you to be in. And if you read those text messages every day, you will know what right and wrong is. And you're going to look like you are just the smartest person in the room. I mean, right and wrong, right? Can, can you believe that? So here's the point. The jailbird is leading hospitals to better patient outcomes, like entire hospitals, leading executives, you know, and, and we still tithe our money today. We, we still tithe on gross income. I mean, it's just part of our budget. And we've increased from 10% to somewhere between 12 and 15%. Um, it, it varies. I'm not sure exactly what the percentage is. It's not a matter of really following the percentages as so much as it is where your heart is. Yeah. So if you can't give 10%, start with one. That's good. You no, know? I mean, you might not. I mean, that's, that's perfectly acceptable. God loves your heart more so than he loves your bank account. And I try to, I try to, I try to take it up every year. I try to go up every year. I actually have a giving goal. My giving goal, and this is going to blow your mind. My giving goal, how much I want to be able to give every year is a hundred thousand dollars. I haven't reached it yet, but I want to be in a place where on an annual basis, I can, I can give away a hundred thousand dollars or more and stay steadily in that growth direction. That is so powerful. Let me ask you, Jerry, that that's a passion of yours. Why is your giving goal? What? Why is that so important to you? And what does that represent to you that you continuously give more? Because that is the way that God allows me to participate in his heavenly bank account. See, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Mm. It's all his. So if you participate and play by his rules, then you get access to all his resources. And that's the difference between the saved and the unsaved is the unsaved can still participate in the laws of the universe. But as the saved, you get to participate in what God's doing mm. and he's doing eternal things. And so money is just a way to attract people. It's just a way to be the light. It's just one thing. It could be a nice house. It could be a great attitude. That's the other piece is God loves a cheerful giver. And I wanted to be a cheerful giver. Back when I was, you know, doing drugs and drinking and all that, I was stingy. I was not trying to give anybody anything. 
You selfish man. This is mine. Right. (laughs) And I had a whole lot of nothing. So you can see the difference between giving and having great giving goals and having that cheerful attitude and being stingy and lost in darkness. Yeah. That's so powerful. And not only did God change your heart from being a selfish, self-centered jailbird. That's right. To a man who's giving. And you're one of the most giving people that I know. You're always looking. You have your head on swivel. You have a constant lookout to be able to meet someone else's needs. That's another thing I love about you. But not only did God change your heart in that area, but he also... Um, as part of your transformation also gave you and is giving you his divine wisdom and his divine discernment in all areas of your life. And that's one of the reasons you are such a successful businessman and sought after business leader in our community and around our nation. So, and again, God gets the credit from day one. And, and, you know, this is another thing too. It's not about being perfect. I mean, I screw up every single day. What I need to do, here's how you, here's how you recover from your screw ups. Thank God for teaching you. Yeah. Thank God for saving you. Yeah. And receive your forgiveness. Just get it. Just move on. You screwed up. Don't do it again. Here's how, here's a good metaphor. Put yourself every day back on the operating table. Say, God, I'm here. Keep, keep that surgery going. Because I know I'm a long ways away from you. Yeah. And you just keep getting closer and closer. In fact, I'll give you another example. So five years after the, the, the hospital, the running hospitals career, I ventured out from corporate America and became a contractor. And a few years after that, I became a business coach. So now, again, that same discernment that made me successful in the hospital makes me successful in other things as well. And here's, here's some, here's some material stuff for you. So today we own commercial real estate. We have three businesses, two of them that we bought. All right. So we bought businesses. Check I mean, where I grew up, like no one was buying businesses where I grew up. Right. <laughs> right. They were barely buying beer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, who goes out and buys a business or two? Well, Guess who? God does that. Come on. God buys two businesses. God mentors and raises up leaders. Jerry is just the the guy bringing the truth. I'm just the the medium through which God gets to talk to people. That's the thing is you get a chance to participate in that, whether it's sharing the boom or just sharing some truth, you know, and that, that first executive job I got, I didn't do anything special to get it. I just trusted God. I learned his word. Remember, I've been reading my text messages every day, you know, chapter one, verse one. That's just one text message. Yeah. You know, there's thousands of them. So you got plenty to chew on, but just chew on one a day. That's called meditating on the word. Just let it roll around in your, in your head. And just the one, just the one. And just say it to yourself all day long. Whenever you, it, it doesn't take a lot of effort. You just have to be willing, you know, and when you do that, God shows up and the word says that God's children have favor with both God and man. Mm. So when you accept Jesus, you get the favor of God because that's the first step in the obedience that he needs from you in order to carry out his will through your life. But then you get favor with man too, because people are going to just do, they're not going to know why you have a light about you. Mm. That, that guy that's, that shared his, his boom with me 10 years ago, yeah. he had a light about him. 
And I was like, I want that. I want to have the light. I want the light. And then two years, almost two years to the day, I was in a meeting with one of my directors. And remember, I'm the executive director, so I'm running these hospitals. I'm a meeting with a director. It's only two years after I got saved, after I was the jailbird, right? So the jailbird, two years later, sitting there mentoring a director of, you know, rehab, um, you know, orthopedic rehab, that kind of thing. Right. And she goes, well, you know, I don't know how we got on faith, but she goes, well, I, I just assume you're a Christian man. You have a light about you. And I was like, and it didn't hit me right then. I was like, well, thank you. Yeah, I am a Christian. You know, I love God. And we just continued our conversation. And it hit me a few, a few weeks later, I was thinking about that. I was like, that's the light. That's the light that I wanted. That's the light that Matt Grotewald and Elena Grotewald had when they shared their boom with me. I had that light. It only took God two years to point it out to me. I might've had it that day. I just didn't know it. <laughs> but two years later, God pointed it out. Yeah. You might have that light right after you get saved and you're ready to save somebody. I mean, get, get out there and share the boom. That's right. But again, God, God's word says that you have favor with him and man. People are just going to want to do, do business with you. They're going to want to be around you because when you're chewing on those text messages every day, you got God's word bouncing around in your heart and your soul. Yeah. It's just going to come out. Yeah. No, you, you don't have any choice. That's right. Here, here's the last thing I'll say about this. Everyone is running around trying to get rich or get shoes or get beer, you know, but evangelism of fire nation. Listen to this. God has already given you all your heart's desires. He's already given it to you. All you need to do is chase Jesus and all those things will be given to you. They're just waiting. It's like, it's like a train at the train stage, just waiting for you to get on board. And, and the ride begins. You just sit there and, and enjoy the ride. You don't have to drive the train. You know, God's going to give you all those things. Well, he, he might not give you the beer, right? He, he didn't give you the <laughs> drink. <laughs> you drink too much. You should probably stop drinking. <laughs> but he might, hey, he might give you a beer factory. And who buys businesses? God buys businesses. Who buys nice houses? God buys nice houses. Who buys Cadillac Escalades? God does. And he gives them to you in faith that you're going to take care of it. And you got to take care of it. When he gives someone to you to share the boom, he's trusting you. So share the boom. All you have to remember is that your job is to use the things that God blesses you with to get people to be that light, to attract them, not people to get things. I'm sure you've seen in your workplace where you know or seen people, they just, they use people to get things, to get more. Everybody's trying to get, you got to give. God's the giver. Do what he does. And if, and if God see, if God sees fit to ask you to give something away, whether it's your house or your car or your business or whatever, do it fast. Because the faster you are obedient to that, the faster he's going to give you something better. Because why? You make, you did, you took care of it. You just got to have that faith that something good is waiting around the corner. Remember, you are the conduit. You're the medium through which someone else gets connected to Jesus. You're the messenger. So be ready to bless somebody with the word of truth. The way Matt and Elena blessed me with their message only a short decade ago. A decade. I mean, it's only 10 years. And if you're an adult, you know, 10 years goes by fast. God gave Matt and Elena wealth so that they could be on stage to share his message with me and me personally. So that way I could be on this podcast today and share the boom with you. You know, I'll give you a little bit more. Last thing. 
we own a beautiful house. I planted a bunch of trees, right? It didn't have trees. I wanted trees, so I planted them. But think about what God wanted Adam to do in the Garden of Eden. He just wanted him to take care of it. So I call my house, my little, my little suburbia USA house. It's my little Garden of Eden right here in suburbia USA. God gave it to me to take care of and make it better. He gave me a family to take care of and make it better, just like the businesses. You know, but we consistently and persistently give and we give cheerfully all the time. We give our talent, we give our time, we give our treasure and we give it to God's ministry. We're, 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 we're waiting for God to say, hey, move over in this direction, move over in this direction, you know, because he's going to do the work. You just got to show up. You know, in fact, right now I'm using my talent, my treasure, my time to organize a year long training program for those that want to become better leaders in their home, their church and their community. Now, this is stuff that people pay thousands of dollars a month for. And it's got it's going to be at little or no cost to the participants. You know, I'm working with a couple of churches on this. Uh, and, you know, the working title is E4 Leadership Academy. Um, you know, but we'll, we'll see what God wants to call it. You know, my, my, my job is just to show up and be available. And here's the last thing. The enemy will consistently, consistently attack you in various ways. He'll attack your health. He'll attack your wealth. He'll attack your state of mind. All over the place, all the time. It's going to get worse as it gets better. But, but you got God's word. You got those text messages in your heart. Just keep saying them, keep praying them, and keep planting those seeds. Here's the, here's the formula. Pray, fast, pray. Pray, fast, pray. Plant seeds, then pray again. Fast food for a while. Just give something up and see what God wants you to do. That's the formula. We keep watering those seeds of faith and the word says the enemy cannot destroy the fruits of our ground and then also call us happy and blessed. God said it. We believe it. And that's it. Wow. That is so powerful. And I love what you're saying about the text messages. And as you were speaking, the text message that came to my mind is John 10, 10. Hmm. And it says, and this is exactly what you were saying. The thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says that he has come that we may have life and that we may have life more abundantly. And that's what abundantly, that's what you were speaking about. And I love, I love how you describe that. And it's just so powerful. And Jerry, as we enter episode today again i just want to thank you so much for uh being with us today and speaking life into everyone who's listening and there may be people out there listening who when you talk about the failure resume they're thinking about the failures in their life they're thinking about their failure resume they're thinking about areas in their life where they're not feeling like they're worthy and maybe if you would would you say a prayer for our audience, our evangelism on fire nation audience? Would you just say a prayer for them to close out today's episode? I'd be happy to. It's my pleasure. Uh, so first of all, if you're driving, do, do not bow your head and close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so, hey, that is so if you're true. At a stoplight, do it, still don't do it. Cause they're going to be honking during my prayer. Right? <laughs> I want to honk and during my prayer. <laughs> that is no, so seriously. Good. So, <laughs> My prayer is this, Father, I thank you for the opportunity to share the boom with all those people who are out there in darkness, all those people who are in the light, but just haven't figured out how to share the light. Well, that's how you share the light. God's going to nudge you. If you're in darkness right now and you need the light, 
receive the light. Somebody in your life has tried already. Just listen, just put yourself on that operating table. So my prayer is that you'll submit, lay yourself on the operating table and say, God, go to work. So my prayer is that God does go to work on both the saved and the unsaved to continue his plan and his kingdom. And I thank you for all that in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for your time with me today. It's been an amazing time. Make sure to join me for our next episode. Evangelism on Fire Nation, let's continue to get fired up, building our tribe of people so we can penetrate the darkness with light in our lost and searching world. Be a change agent and share our podcast with people who want to take part in taking the boom, the gospel message to others. Remember to invite at least one friend to listen to our next episode with you sharing is caring make sure to click the subscribe button over on apple podcast right now to be notified on the evangelism on fire in the future and be generous and show us some love by leaving us a rating and review if you enjoy this episode may god continue to bless you big time have the best week of your life make sure to join me for our next episode of evangelism on fire fire.